0: everyone welcome to men on fire my name is Mike Arren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher and each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be hey one more thing before we get going are you feeling stressed anxious or frustrated these days if you are and you'd like a little help Go to Calendly.com forward slash Soul Mechanic Booking and book a 15 minute clarity call with me absolutely free. That's Calendly, C A L E N D L Y.com forward slash Soul Mechanic hyphen booking. Also, if you're looking for an accomplished public speaker to speak in person or virtually at your next event or meeting, I can help you out there too. Okay. Let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. On today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that you have at least heard of, if not tempted to experience, and most of us just either don't get it or can't make it happen. And that is how to love yourself. And many people have spoken about, you know, and including myself, I've said the same things. How can you love other people if you don't love yourself? If you can't love yourself, you don't feel you're worthy. You don't feel you're enough. But yet you attempt to love other people. But if you don't love yourself enough, then you're always wanting in that regard. You're always wanting more love. And then we tend to try to get that from people. And then we attach expectations to our relationships that shouldn't even be there. So, I'll only love you if you do this or if you do that. If not, I'm just going to give you that cold shoulder and maybe you'll get the message. So, then we start to do certain things in relationships to make the other person happy. And, you know, it's not my responsibility to make the other person in my relationship happy, nor is it theirs to make me happy. We should be making ourselves happy. And that starts. With love of self. And no, it is not selfish to love yourself. You have to love yourself first. So let's take a look at this a little bit closer and see that you don't need, you know, fancy gurus or psychologists or anybody to show you how to do this. It's very simple. And I've found an easy way for you to help start loving yourself as well. And parts of this discussion I'll take was from an excerpt from an interview of Richard Alpert, otherwise known as Ramdas. Some of you may know him from that name. He's passed away a little while ago, but his uh, memory lives on in a lot of his lectures and, and things that he did in his life. He was a great man. So... Loving yourself more is possible just by accepting yourself more, and we're going to talk about that. You see, when we were young, very young, uh, young babies and then toddlers, our parents are under pressure to try to socialize you, which means try to make sure you have the correct behaviors in order to get along in society. And that starts very, very early. And I know this uh, is true because I know I did this with my two boys. Unknowingly at the time, I was a young father. I was 23 when my first son was born, 25 when the second was born. So, you know, I... There's no manual with this stuff, right? You just find out and you kind of emulate your own parents. But through the ages, no, no matter what environment we've been in, because you know we are products of our environment. It doesn't matter if you were in Roman times or before that or now or in the future, we as human beings, our brains are in a different brain state in for the first six to seven years of our life and all we do is look at everything and take it all in It's like a gigantic tape recorder taping everything so that's how we learn our behaviors for the future so we by and large get the most of it and certainly the early parts of it from whoever our caregiver is and most of the time that is our parents so our parents then our caregivers were under pressure to make us Socialized in order to be get along with society and whatever that definition of society is so emotionally we tend to then punish the children for uh, certain behaviors and when this starts early in life without any reasoning going on because the brainwaves aren't there for any reasoning happening at that early age, and so there's no reasoning process between the child and the caregiver at that certain time. The child develops certain feelings, and the way that they are is not the same as their life impulses. We're all born naturally with life impulses and how we're going to develop. There's little things that are triggered that this is who we're supposed to be in this lifetime. But some of it gets put off because of the behaviors that we're taught to do to be socially acceptable. So the result is that the feelings of unworthiness then because of the punishment when we're acting like our true selves, like our life impulses uh, want us to act, then um, when we're conditioned then by our caregivers that this is not acceptable we develop feelings of unworthiness or inadequacy to some degree and very few people if anyone can escape this process of conditioning unscathed at least in some way or another and so you can see that our personality then or our ego is built upon the repression of our natural life impulses because of the way society has to deal with the child's natural life impulses and that starts a repression also in our feelings and emotions and men we're bad for this we just keep everything down keep pushing it down into this big container in our chest and it just gets squashed and compressed and so tight and wound and then sometimes it blows. And because we don't let our feelings out. We don't let our natural life impulses out and tell people our truths. What we need to let people know about in order for us to function properly. So this leads to somehow then a feeling of um, that I'm bad. I have these things that are not acceptable within me. So therefore, I must be, part of me at least, is a bad person. And if you add religion into this, about being, you know, uh, possessed or devilish or whatever the case is, and it's, you, you know, you, uh, the child continues to act out, and then other labels are put on them and pressures put on the child to behave a certain way. Needless pressures, in in my opinion. So then you build this social structure. And often you're left with a personality that says, Do you approve of me? Do you like me? Am I good enough? Am I acceptable? Have I achieved enough? So in school, when you get an, an A, you feel really good. And when you don't, you feel bad because you know that's not going to please your caregivers or your parents unless you're kind of like me in school and you just got used to those C's and D's and occasional B and an occasional F. But that was partly because of I was living part of my truth. I was heavily into sports and that's what I loved. And I couldn't see much use for this learning cycle I was going through, um, although I, I I continued and persevered and made it through. But I certainly was not a scholarly example, if so to speak. So, in effect, you're because of this m- making you think you're less than all the time. Your baseline then is not zero it's negative it's below zero so you end up constantly using your life experiences then as you get older to disprove a basic negative feeling about yourself you're running around with this basic negative feeling about yourself and in all your experiences you're trying to disprove that no i'm i'm not that bad I, i i'm not that person that people think i am But you're using these experiences to try to disprove that to yourself and this is such a very common thing in social structure and human ego development how we go about developing our ego trying to think that sometimes we're better than other people and i'm better at this than you and it's so competition and competition and sports breeds that but it also breeds some other things you know some confidence and competence too so Some competition is great, but it's better if the competition is just with yourself, not necessarily with other people. So many psychological systems that we use today work the same way. Psychologists talk about doing certain things because we're less than other people. So they too preach starting at the negative portion below the zero mark, not even at zero so we're already starting at a disadvantage then so however the spiritual dimension and that doesn't mean religious but spirituality is a little different than just religion but the spiritual spiritual dimension excuse me teaches us to look at the universe and see it as it is not the way we want it to be But see things as they really are so how is this relevant then to loving yourself you're probably asking well this means that for many of us we have to go from i hate myself or i dislike myself to i love myself but you weren't born hating yourself or not liking yourself when you were born it was a fantastic world of color scent and sound and and you were just taking everything in you didn't think to yourself well I'm gonna grow up and you know probably not be worthy so I might as well start hating myself already you didn't think those thoughts you have been taught these thoughts through socialization techniques that you are less than and therefore you must start in the negative below zero but what if we could start all over again at zero a place where we merely acknowledge ourselves where we just allow our humanity to shine through we acknowledge there is negativity and inadequacy inadequacy in us but we find a new appreciation for ourselves for example when you go into the woods or the forest or up here in Canada, where I am, we usually call it the bush. You see a lot of trees and you walk along and you see them and you appreciate them because many of them are very beautiful, but you know, some of them are scraggly half, half dead. Some of them are strong and proud. Some have beautiful leaves like maple leaves and some have, you know, some not so nice leaves and thorns and some are tall some are short some are thin some are big around and and some are bent and broken and some aren't but we don't really judge them we just look at them because they're trees they're they're trees and we just accept them for what they are acknowledge them and move forward so we appreciate the trees for what they are it doesn't matter their shape or type or anything like that. but in humans, think of that now when you 're in a crowded city and all you see is a bunch of human beings circling about just like as if you were in the in the woods and looking at the trees. but you get insecure all of a sudden, and you get into judging mode because we feel the need to constantly be reassuring ourselves moving from that negative point just to the zero point that's what we're trying to get to you know that person is better looking has nicer hair more fit taller shorter or it turns into i am as good as am i equal to am i as good a mother or a father am i as an effective worker as they are whatever it happens to be we're constantly caught living in a judging and comparative realm constantly and with social media you this is heightened just that much more and what can you can you even see how this pattern can keep you from loving yourself if all you're ever doing is comparing yourself and judging others it can't happen because you're always going to be less than you will always fall short of somebody some people you'll be a little bit better and you can pat yourself on the back for that one but it's just a matter of numbers it's a numbers game if you compare yourself to seven billion people you're probably only going to be better than a billion of them at least better in your mind. And six billion will beat you at something. So Why would you bother doing this? And you will never get to love yourself if you continue in this regard. So, what if you started seeing people as trees? So, I don't mean literally, you know, with bark and uh, leaves and things growing out of them, but I mean, think of them as trees, just appreciating what they are and including yourself. It's all about appreciating yourself. You know, my alias or moniker, if you will, is the soul mechanic. And with that, I have found over the last number of years that Sometimes there's a certain expectation on how I should act. I should act a certain way. Uh, people see me in a, in a certain way. You talk a lot about a lot of spiritual things. So you must uh, have a, be a, a together person. You're always, you know, I see you. You're calm. You're, you're not reacting a whole lot to other people. You take things in stride. Um, I'm supposed to be calm, compassionate, clear accepting but oftentimes you know I get tired too and I get angry too just like everybody else just ask my wife or my closest friends you know when they see me doing what I'm doing now recording this video they're saying that's not the micro end that I grew up with because I have some very close friends that I've known for close to 45 years so they know me well and from what they've seen me do or how they've seen me act at a very young age and growing up through adult young adulthood they would never think I would do this so they see me in a different light and but some people who just have maybe met me in the last little while they see me in a different way but sometimes it makes me feel like i'm acting like someone else when and i'm not being true to myself when people expect me to be a certain way Um, and I always I'm not obviously but then I realized that I had to risk my truth I had to risk being human with other people and if they see me angry or if they if they see me maybe not being as calm and compassionate and clear accepting as they feel that I should be then that's okay. Uh, they're allowed to, to see that and feel that, but I still have to act the way I feel like I need to express myself from my, inter, my inner core, not just my mind and my thoughts of my made-up reality. So I had to learn to accept my own truth. I had to allow myself to be a human being where we all make mistakes. We have these wonderful things called emotions. As far as I know, there's no other beings, certainly not on this earth or in in the, in the universe, that is able to have these types of emotions that causes us to have these beautiful experiences. Some of them not so beautiful, but we still have them, and many, many times we're better for them. So some people or experts say that You should deny or renounce your humanity and just embrace your divinity. And some religions say this, some spiritual teachers say this. But I have found acknowledging my fullness of where I found myself to be in this moment is my humanity and my divinity put together. And not judge or compare it, but to just acknowledge and allow it, and that seems to work for me. So in essence then, I am like I am now, and some people like it, and some people don't. But I don't take it as my fault, because I'm not here to make them happy. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to make me happy. But by doing things like this, recording things for you to listen to, to hopefully help you awaken to yourself, makes me happy. So that is why I do it. So once you allow yourself to be more human and accept and allow who you really are to come out, you'll feel or you'll find that dislike of yourself start to slip away. And then you'll start to see how beautiful you really are. You don't have to be good or always act as others want you to or expect you to be in order to be beautiful. Now, how is this beauty aspect even relevant in this discussion? Well, it's because there's beauty and ugliness in everything. And... It's been called by some people, horrible beauty. And you know, I I look at myself in the mirror sometimes, and there's this horrible beauty there. It's because I'm decaying. We're all decaying. Everything in this universe is constantly in in a form of decay, whether it's just been born or whether it's very old. It's constantly in a form of decay, Trying to return to what it was in the beginning, which is just energy. So everything's always decaying. You know, my face, my hands, I can look at my hands and they look different than they used to. They're decaying. But you know, if you look at them in the structure and how beautiful they are, there's a beauty to them. So there's this horrible beauty that exists in everything. So when you start appreciating what is, then you can see the beauty in everything. It's easy to see the ugliness or the horribleness in people or in society or in things that are going on around you. It's easy to do that. But if you can recognize and tell yourself that there's horrible beauty everywhere and there's a horribleness about everyone, but there's such a beautifulness, about them too so instead of focusing on that horrible or ugliness part of people focus on the beauty of who they really are and let them be who they need to be to express what they need to express and just because it doesn't make the cut for social innuendos or or laws or rules sometimes we just have to let that go As long as they're not harming someone else, let them be themselves. They need to express their truth, just like you. Because if you can, you will learn to love yourself. So instead of not loving yourself or not liking yourself, just start allowing yourself. Give yourself permission to allow yourself to be you. And as you allow, everything else will change. You'll start appreciating yourself for who you really are. And then you'll find that you'll see that beauty in yourself. And you'll be able to love yourself finally. And if you can do that, Then you'll be on your way to what we call here at infinite success academy a successful life thank you so much for tuning in today i hope this served you and i look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of men on fire here on soul mechanic tv and soul mechanic radio bye for now Hey, are you having trouble living the life of your dreams? Guess what? You're not the problem. It's not that you're not smart enough, deserving enough, or even hardworking enough. The problem is that you haven't yet installed the one key belief that will change everything. Wanna know what it is? You're the one. That's right, you are the one. The world is waiting for you to give it that one special gift that only you possess. Want to find out more? Head to my website at MikeAren.com to order my new trilogy, You're the One. The first two books are available together in an omnibus book with the exciting final installment of the series available soon. And while you're there, download a free ebook or two to help make a difference in your life today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.